Okay, we are going through the New Testament in a year, and we are in a new book, a new book of the gospel, the gospel of Luke. Now, at the beginning of the New Testament, there are four gospels, the accounts of Jesus Christ. Gospel means good news, and these are the good news accounts. They are written by four different authors. Well, that's not really true. They're written by four different writers. There's only one author, ultimately, and that's the Holy Spirit, who guided these writers to write these Gospels. And these Gospels are how we know about Jesus and how we know about the ministry of Jesus. Now, each one of them writes from a different perspective. Now, they don't give uh, different accounts, although that's not entirely true either, because some give accounts that another one might not give. Uh, one might include information that another one doesn't include. But they're from uh, different perspectives. Facts are facts. Sometimes they're seen a little bit different, and sometimes they're told a little bit different, depending on the audience and what parts of that the audience really would be interested in. It's sort of uh, like the way witnesses work in court. If there was a traffic accident and four people saw it, four people were there, one was on one side of the street, the other was... Uh, in a building, and uh, in, in another one might have been in a car, a couple of cars away. And they all sort of saw it. If you went there and you took their accounts, they would all tell you the account of the accident, but they all would add additional information, or some wouldn't have the information that the other one had because of their perspective and because of where they were. And so the Gospels add a little bit of color to, uh, to the other ones. And each one of them has an audience. So the audience for Matthew, which we covered, was the Jewish population, written to those who had the Old Testament, they were waiting for the Messiah. And so there's a lot of uh, presuming that people will understand uh, some of these Old Testament things. There's a lot about the fulfillment of prophecies in Matthew, because that would have been important to the Jewish people who had the scripture and who had the prophecies for all of these centuries. And so he writes to that particular audience. And there's a few times that he's um, particularly uh, sensitive to the things that might be offensive to them, and he just doesn't sort of go there. Uh, Mark, he's writing to the general person on the street. It, uh, Rome had conquered uh, the world, the the world of uh, the Old Testament and uh, the Old Testament and in Europe, in Asia, in uh, you know, parts of uh, northern Africa. But Rome is ruling in that region. And Rome is powerful. Rome likes power. The emperors like power. Their military is powerful. Their military crushes. And so for the average person on the street, uh, Mark is the power gospel. And he moves fast. He goes from event to event. He goes from power encounter to power encounter. We said that Mark's gospel is kind of the WWE of the worldwide wrestling enterprise of the New Testament. He likes the power. He likes the fight. He likes the takedown. He likes when Jesus takes down demons. He likes when Jesus takes down illness. He likes when Jesus takes on creation, takes on nature, and fights against it and makes those waves be quiet, quiet down the storm. He likes that. So Luke, uh, we're probably introduced to Luke in 
the book of Acts where there's a person in Macedonia saying, come over here and help us. Luke is a Gentile writer. He's not a Jewish writer. He joins the apostle Paul in his travels. And it's in his travels that, the, that Luke, who's a physician, he's an attending physician to the apostle Paul, seemed to travel with Paul and attend to uh, Paul's needs. Paul seemed to have physical needs, which is so interesting because the Apostle Paul has a healing ministry, and an awful lot of people are healed in Paul's uh, healing ministry, but Paul himself had infirmities, and it seemed that these were constant infirmities for him, and he even traveled with a physician, and that physician was Luke. So Luke interviews a lot of people. He gets a lot of information. He sees a lot of things himself. He meets a lot of people. He writes two books. Luke writes uh, the Gospel of Luke, as we have right now, this account of Jesus Christ. And he writes Acts, the history of the early church, which would be amazing if there was no Acts. So much would be left out for us. But Luke gives that to us. And he's very, very careful in his accounts. He's very, very careful in uh, explaining to us these things, and he likes the detail, and he expands the detail. And so we're going to have a really hard time g going through uh, the Gospel of Luke because he is so wordy sometimes. He just says so many things. So um, we'll uh, find that even even right now in chapter 1, as, as Luke is writing, he's going to go, at least in my Bible, uh, one whole page, another whole page, and then a quarter of the next page. Now, how are we going to get through that today? We're not going to. Uh, but we're, we'll get to the big parts, and as long as we understand Luke. So Luke is writing to uh, the Greek audience. Well, why would there be a Greek audience? Because before Rome, before Rome conquered, uh, Greece was ruling the world. Now, Greece didn't rule the world for very long. Alexander the Great conquered all over the place. But Alexander the Great wanted to bring Greek culture everywhere. Well, what kind of Greek culture? Philosophy, beauty, art, uh, the, the perfect mind. You, you see the Greeks with their philosophy, they, they were looking for the perfect intellect, the perfect mind, the, 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 meaning, the meaning of life. And so uh, looking for that part of, of life. They also were the originators of the Olympics. How far can you push the human body? How fast can the human body run? How strong can the human body be? And so for the Greeks, they were looking for the perfect human. Well, Luke is going to show us that Jesus is in fact the perfect human. And he's going to show us an awful lot about his human life and more than some of the other gospel writers, because that's what's, that's what's important to the Greeks. So where's the, you know, where is this perfect person? Well, Jesus is that perfect person. Jesus is 100% God. He's 100% man. So we're going to jump right in and start here and see what we can learn um, about Luke. So we're not going to be able to do much in this chapter, but given that background of Luke, it will help us as we go through understanding what's, what's going on. So in chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Many have undertaken... Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. So he's saying that a lot of people have written the Jesus story. Now, we have four of them. And then there are some other accounts that sort of linger around once in a while. You can find them. You can search the internet and find these uh, supposed accounts of Jesus. But they, they seem to be latecomers and really not the, the story at all. 
Some of them are new <laughs> and people claiming to uh, be inspired in writing these things. But a lot of people were telling the story and a lot of people were writing the story down and the story was circulating, the accounts of Jesus. And he says that he's going to give an account of the things that had happened among us, uh, the, the things that had been fulfilled among us. So he understood the Old Testament. He hung around Paul. He went around and saw all these things and he understood that this was a fulfillment of the Old Testament. He said, with this in mind, verse 3, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, so he has talked to everybody, he's talked to all kinds of people, and it might be in these accounts here where he's talking about Mary and he's talking about uh, the father of John the Baptist and the mother of John the Baptist, he may have interviewed them personally. It seems to indicate that. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I decided to write to you an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you might know the certainty of the things that have been taught. So you want to know for sure that these things about Jesus are true, these gospel accounts. He's writing to Theophilus, most excellent Theophilus. Now, who is that? Some people think, well, maybe it's a Roman emperor. Um, maybe it's a Roman authority. Uh, who knows who it is? Well, there are two Greek words that are put together. They're Theo, uh, which we get theology, that's God. Philos, where we have a city called Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. And so those two words together, Theo and Philos, uh, would be those loved by God. And so I think this is written to those loved by God. And I think you're loved by God. That's why we're going through this. So this is to you, those loved by God. When he writes the book of Acts, he writes to the same person. So either it's a singular person or it's those of us who are loved by God. I'm going with it's those of us who are loved by God. You can have it the other way if you want. You can be writing to an individual named Theophilus. But I'm going to say that this is written to me, the one who is loved by God. I'm going to say it's written to you, the one who is loved by God. That's about all we can do in Luke's gospel. We'll pick up in chapter 2, the Christmas account, uh, next time we're together. Hey, bless you.